0: this week's Dublin to Denver podcast with me Colm Cronin and as always I am delighted to be joined by the wonderfully gifted Stuart Roach. Stuart how are you doing sir?
1: Colm you, you give me increasingly uh, difficult uh, introductions to live up to every week. Uh, I do try I I, I take a, I, after we finish I, I go and try to live my life by the uh, the way you've described me, I fail most of the time but I, I'm pretty good, yeah I mean, training camp is here uh, obviously, which means we're one step closer to actual football, unfortunately with training camp also brings the uh, the likelihood of, of of unfortunate injuries, which I'm sure we're going to touch on later on, and it seems to have been uh, a yearly thing with Broncos I know every team uh, unfortunately gets struck down uh, with injuries in training camp we seem to have a slew of them Every year, I, I think like yourself, Colin, we were hoping that the the change in, in, in sort of the medical staff and, and the training, um, people that were brought in, the personnel were brought in were, was going to help. I, th- I think that injury would looked to me like a freak. So I think I'm still willing to give the new training staff benefit of the doubt, but not the start we were hoping for, but as I said, one step closer, um, till, till the football got, really, you know, kicks off proper and for once on this program we have a lot of stuff to talk about uh for our two guests who you're about to introduce i hope you give them even better introductions than you gave me um i don't know if you guys have been listening to this but there has been weeks in the last couple of months where we have struggled uh to (laughs) fill a 40 minute podcast with any kind of real information and real news but we certainly have an awful lot to get through this evening Uh, for one i'm looking forward to talking about some some really juicy meaty topics one in particular which i think we all cannot
0: I, I think we've done pretty well, Stuart, given, you know, the, the dearth of stories that there were for uh, long stretches in June and July. Um, but we do have plenty to, to talk about and our, our next two guests, we are delighted to, to welcome them. I should say both of them um, hail from a place where Stuart wonders why he gets these introductions. Um, a, a slight tangent. Stuart's uh, had a, re- a radio play recently on the the BBC, nonetheless. So if you are out there listening and you are interested in checking that out, if you're at all interested in the horror or thriller genre, you should very much check out Stuart's work and check out his Twitter account and you'll be able to get more there. But I mentioned the BBC because it's fitting uh, with our with our two guests this week. I, I would describe both as hardcore Broncos fans. I think they are both uh, have put in uh, years of service into following this team when it has been difficult to do so, particularly from this side of the Atlantic. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I've gotten to know them over the past few years. I have known one of them for a, a good number of years, and he is one of the, the men who was in Uh, with Broncos Europe on the ground floor he was in the elevator when uh, the doors first opened and he got it and the other individual has has joined and is now helping to run Broncos Europe uh, which is going to be bigger and better than ever before this season Mark and Kieran welcome to the Dublin to Denver podcast how are you both doing?
2: Ooh, thank you so much for that introduction, uh, Chloe. You know, uh, very kind words, like Stuart said. And like I said, I was uh, involved from the very ground up with Broncos Europe. Uh, when the, the idea was just a small little acorn, now it's growing into this massive tree. And um, hopefully it'll carry on growing this year to be bigger and better. Uh, I've got my new co-host alongside us today, uh, Kieran. Was just a, a wonderful, wonderful host and uh, he was helping make things a lot better for me. So, um uh, still a good welcome as well.
3: Yeah, thanks, thanks, Mark. I must admit, I think I jumped into the Broncos Europe lifestyle when sort of you and Michael were sort of the key parts on a Friday night. I would chew in, often with a beer in hand, and listen to the stuff that was unraveling across Broncos country because. Some of the information wasn't as accessible as it really is now a few years ago and stuff. So I've very much enjoyed that, and now just really happy that Mark's invited me in before to to be able to take part as well. So and to echo Stuart's comments, um, yeah, are that close to football now, it's starting to get exciting. We're we're really gearing up for the season, so in a good place. Yeah,
0: and we we have you know seen that the pads come out, but unfortunately as. Stuart mentioned we have had injuries once again and we know you know the Broncos have been played by by this. So we want to wish that a speedy recovery to both Tim Patrick and to uh, KJ Hamler. And hopefully we'll see both on the field again at, at some point. It sounds like KJ um, you know, hopes to be back on, on the field um early into the, the season and fingers crossed that will be the, the case, but Mark, I might start with you in terms of your feelings around this Broncos team, uh, and, uh, you know, as we sit here at the very beginning of, of August.
2: Yeah, obviously, it's been a, a tough couple of years really for the Broncos. Uh, results haven't gone away. Coaching has been, you know, very on the path, which we are, I'm sure we'll touch on later with the comments made by our lovely new head coach uh, lately. Um I've seen we're in a lot better place as sure. Sean, he's come in. He, he's turning things around from top to bottom. It seems like he is in charge of like the whole organization. Seems like he has one boss uh, and that's it. He doesn't have to answer to George Payton. He he's in charge from every little thing, you know, diet, uh, how the training sessions are run. Locker room dynamics, you know, meeting room, how that all works. And um, I think we're in a good place. I think the rosters are coming around slowly. There's still some holes there that we need to fill, you know, especially uh, depth-wise. But um, I think we're we're on the right track now. It might take a few more years, but um, yeah, like I said, we're on the right track to building something special again. I think. And
0: Karen, in in for for you, I suppose I saw. Uh, somebody put out there today that uh, Tyler Fornez put out that he s- could see the Broncos winning the West, and that was in spite of
3: the injuries.
0: Would would you subscribe to uh, that level of optimism?
3: Come on, Cole. If we don't have that level of optimism at the start of every year, we're not Broncos fans. I think we always go in with the rose tinted goggles and then the rooks swiftly pulled from under our feet. But as Mark said, I feel like we're trending the right way. I would hope that that sort of competition for the second spot in the division is a bit more you know, competitive between us, the Chargers and the Raiders. But you still kind of look beyond the Chiefs. And yeah, they might have lost a, a couple of pieces in the offence you know, through the summer. And, and maybe that might be the stumbling block as weapons for Patrick Mahomes. But as long as he's on the team, I think they're still going to be divisional winners. Um, but hopefully... Hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully that, that little snippet you've seen online is, is, you know, well I'm sorry now words come 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 Christmas come the New Year time, but yeah.
0: Um and I, I suppose, you know, it, it, look you, you like to enter um every season with optimism. And certainly something that we probably saw this year, Stuart, that we didn't saw last see last year, uh, were some comments from our head coach regarding uh, the the team last year's coaching staff, uh, the it the the entire franchise writ large over the the past couple of years. What was your feeling on Sean Payton's comments during the week?
1: Well, as per we usual, Colin, you were one step ahead of me when it comes to Broncos news. Um, I think Colin must live on Twitter or X as nobody. In their right mind, will ever call it. Hopefully, um, I was I was stunned. I have to say, um, not that he that he spoke out about the previous regime because you do occasionally, you know, get that from from new head coaches. But I was stunned by the level of depth that he went into, um, and kind of what almost seemed to border on vitriol in regards to, you know, some of the things that went on. I mean, he, Sean Payton through everybody that seems to be in any way associated with the problems last year under buses trains planes whatever was available like he really went through the organization for a shortcut um and and i was really surprised because you don't tend to get that now i know peyton then subsequently sort of wrote back in his comments and said that was him with his fox head kind of speaking um but <laughs> the fact is that that's out there um and for him to have said that, and to have ignited uh, a really sort of cool war between us and the Jets, which you know, um, it's something to I'm personally looking forward to. Although you'd be wary of annoying Aaron Rodgers too much because he's still a damn fine quarterback. But but like, the he, to say that, surely that to me suggests that the stuff that we have found out about what went on last year is just the tip of the iceberg because for Peyton to really go in, um, the, in the manner which he did and, and to the point where I, I, I kind of, was kind of thinking back, have we ever really seen anybody sort of to, to go to that level? I was kind of thinking did Mike Ditkin maybe with Buddy Ryan. I mean, that's how long ago I was kind of sort of seeing that, you know, when they had a very public falling out, um. You know, you got to the stage where you're kind of going, did did Hackett do something to Peyton that we're not we're not aware of? Because this was really really significant, um, and I do think, as I said, I think that just speaks of just how bad uh, the Broncos run last year by Hackett, and also, Colin, I think um, the fact that Peyton was was so um you know it wasn't like he was pressed into a corner and he felt eventually he got it out of it seemed like this information came from him quite willingly and that to me suggests that that pretty much the entire nfl or anybody anything to do with the nfl last year knew that the broncos were a complete and utter train wreck so this to me is 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 the first sort of really sort of uh, i mean funny enough we've had one or two guest lads on the show who who occasionally will speak to us when when the, the microphones are turned off, one in particular told us some really interesting stuff. Um, and, I, and I think Sean Payton just kind of inadvertently sort of backed that up. Um, and I, I it doesn't matter that he went back, as I said, Colin. You know, once it, it's the, that the, the, the genie was out of the bottle. so the word on the street was the Broncos were appalling. Um, he's put a little bit of pressure on himself by that point, like pointing out how poorly the team was run um in particular by hackett um. you know he's put a little bit of pressure on himself but i think he's, he's 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 done enough to suggest he's gonna be able to back that up but hey as i said colin we were dying for some broncos information for weeks and we seemed to just get it in spades yesterday uh or, or the two days ago so i i was i was i i, I was i was amazed I, I i thought it was it was it was great in some ways i think you know you you rarely get to sort of it's interesting when somebody who is in a professional position kind of adopts the same kind of stance as fans because let's be honest lads we all felt exactly the same way about that team we if somebody had said to us what did you think in Italian like it we would have said pretty much exactly what Sean Payton did but it was still kind of stunning to hear it from somebody of his stature and somebody who's now the new head coach so I just think hey you know Maybe this is the way it's going to be with Peyton. It'll certainly be interesting. And his press conference have kind of become sort of A-list events from here on in. So uh, I hope he doesn't change too much. You know, I hope he doesn't feel he has a way to wait sort of road too much because I thought it
0: was great. Um, for, for you, Mark, were you as surprised as a Stuart was? And do you feel that it, it puts extra pressure on Peyton and, and the Broncos to deliver this season?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's bound to cause extra pressure. That week five game is now uh, a must-win. I mean, it was a must-win anyway, but the the eyes from the media, the eyes on the NFL will be on Broncos' Jets that week. Uh, Rodgers has come out and said his piece. Hackett's now come out as, you know, fired back, uh, saying that Payton has broken the uh, coach's code. He said that today. So... uh, yeah, the pressure's definitely on. I mean, Sean Payton thrives under pressure, doesn't he? He doesn't seem phased by it at all. I wonder, actually, if he wanted to go back on what he said or if he has been told from, like I said before, his one boss, both um, him, Greg right. uh, um, who, who could have had a word in his ear. So, look, well, you can't say stuff like this. It's bringing a bad uh, look on the Bramflowers. It's going to be a bad look in the uh, media. So, we need you to take it back. I, I, you know, no-one's going to know that. It's never going to come out. But that's sort of my inkling on the situation. Um, yeah, I, I think nothing's going to come of it. It's brought from into public eye for a little bit more when we, you know, we're not uh, a team that's at the forefront of the NFL at the moment and probably going to take a few years for us to get back to that. But uh, it's nice that they uh, gave us something to talk about for sure. Uh, yeah, I to be honest, I agree with everything that uh, Sean said. Last year was an absolute dumpster fire and Hacking will be down as probably the worst coach in Broncos recent history, if not all Broncos history. Uh, so it's nice to have an actual adult in charge now. Uh,
0: and Kieran, for you, I mean, it feels like the, the Broncos and Aaron Rodgers have been somewhat intertwined for a number of years now. I'll go back and there's all the talk uh, a couple of years ago, just before the draft, and that you know rogers may well come we know stink had a pretty good story at, at that time it didn't end up happening rogers stays where he is then last year they really appeared to you know go out of their way to roll out the red cap hired what he has again talked about and he had said this previously he talked about how much he aaron rogers respects Daniel hackett and he said that again this week um but then they don't end up getting uh, aaron rogers I'm I'm wondering, you know, in in terms of when you look when you look at it, it, is there is there a danger in in terms of riling the beast? And I suppose it being at all distracting. or Are you happy to have a, a head coach who's prepared to to speak his mind?
3: Yeah, I I think I'd echo Mark's comments a little bit there, Colin. I think that week five game is going to be big, but it's probably going to be big for. Broncos fans and Jets fans and everybody outside of that is, is going to forget this comment's even happened that, you know, we're, we're just into training camp. There's pre-season to come. We've got the regular season. You know, it's over, a, it's about a month away now, a month and a bit away. So, for us, yeah, there's a bit of pressure. I think Sean brought a bit on himself. Like you say, he's got to deliver now because he's called out the regime from pre the previous year. Um, But I don't think it's undue pressure. I don't think, you know, I'm quite happy that he's there and, 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 and called it out because hopefully that's what you know, we want to see that these things don't repeat themselves and the fact that he's, yeah, maybe done it in the wrong way, but he's called them out publicly and, and said, this is everything that's wrong. This is everything we're going to fix. We didn't really get that from Hackett last year coming in. And, I mean, we said it numerous times on the podcast, Mark, or I did, personally. I never wanted to root for a coach more than Nathaniel Hackett. I think he was quite infectious in his personality in those early days. I think when he came come in, he, he seemed to to be quite a, you know, a people person and you just think, oh, great, in But... The management, the coaching—it's not obviously wasn't there yet, and the regime has probably slipped further into the depth than what it had previous years under different management. So, yeah, I think it's it, it's almost drawn a, a firm line under that, and you know it, it can only go up column. Otherwise, you, you know, Sean's made a run for his own back, but I think us as fans, we can only see it trend in one way. It's just how big that trend is, how big that line is. Do we do we skyrocket this year or? You know, as a gentle incline like Mark is? it's going to take us a few years to get back there, but it, it's only going to get better, surely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would echo a lot of what has been said. I would just say I was really disappointed to see him roll back. I think you get nothing. You gain nothing by, you, you, as Stuart, you said, it's already out there. It's forever out there. We know that was what he thought. So what comes from from rolling back or att- an attempted row back? I mean, that hasn't stopped uh, Rogers making his comments. It hasn't stopped Hackett making his comments. I think he, if anything, would have almost liked to see him double down. But, Mark, I, I would tend to agree with you. That word came from on high. Uh, and that's a, a, a little bit disappointing. But be that uh, as it may. Now, there were some other interesting comments during the, the week, Short where uh, Fran Clare, uh, who is uh, a perennial winner uh, with what we would refer to as our rivals, and um, pointed out that a rivalry is only a rivalry if it's competitive. What, what was what was uh, what was your feeling on uh, on basically his dismissal uh, from inside, say, the cheese locker room that they didn't even consider? You know, this was the, the the proverbial kind of not even a fly in the ointment. This was the the elephant swatting away, not even
1: noticing the mosquito. It's not. It's painful sometimes, Colin, when when you hear the truth, um, and unfortunately, it is the truth. I think it was an interesting sort of look behind the curtain in regards to where the Chiefs are at, um, and you'd have to say that that I agree with Frank Clark. I mean, there's a lot of you. You can talk all you want, but at the end of the day, the Broncos have lost what every game against the Chiefs for five years now. I think it is. Is it six? I mean. Like it's 2015 since we last beat. Oh, so yeah, so so sorry, seven. All right, so um, you know, I like even even when the Patriots were were in their pomp, um, which thankfully is nowhere near uh, looking like it's going to happen again anytime soon. But you know, the Jets occasionally would sneak away in against the Patriots. Um, you know, uh, even if you look at when, for example. Uh, I know you, you chaps are probably not Manchester United fans. Myself and Colin Marr. like even in, in when Fergie was absolutely ruling the roost in in English football, Man City occasionally would nick a win against United. Um, like the law of averages surely decrees that we 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 should not we should have got one once somewhere along the line. We nearly did that Melbourne Gordon fumble, uh, which one you asked that I hadn't narrowed it down. That was the closest we got, but you know you, you kind of. What, what should be a, a ferocious rivalry um, and and always was when, when, I know the four of us are probably different ages, but we've been watching the Broncos long enough. Um, the Broncos Chiefs games were always incredibly intense, no matter what state either team was in. And that's the thing I think that annoys me the most was, you know, when Elway was there, like even even the year the Broncos won their first Super Bowl, when you look at that Broncos team, there's the Hall of Famers left, right and center on, on both sides of the ball. Um, the Broncos were a playoff team that year only because of the wild card and they nearly lost in the first round in the playoffs against the Chiefs. It took a miracle play from Steve Atwater to tip a ball that he had no right win. He was a superhuman feat to knock that ball away. Um, so it seemed like the Chiefs were always able to stick it to us, even when Peyton Manning was there. Um, again, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. The Chiefs beat us plenty of times when Peyton Manning was there and they were pretty ordinary Chiefs teams. We don't seem to be able to do that. Colin, you've kind of mentioned it quite a few times. We have the misfortune of having an... Uh, and I, it, I think it's 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 okay now to say that Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever played in the NFL. I think we can say that already. And unfortunately, Andy Reid is one of the best offensive play quarters that we've seen in the NFL. This is unfortunate. It's just, it's just the way things go sometimes. Um, but I think Frank Clark is right. I think it's right. To have a rivalry, we need to start beating. The chiefs um and certainly in denver we we have to make it a lot more difficult than it has been um you know i i, I think every division game when you go away from home it should be a tricky game um it always was for the broncos no matter how good we were those division games away from from denver were always difficult games i would like to think that we're, we're hopefully close to making that happen and um, but I'm not going to say with any great deal of conviction if you asked me to put money on the Broncos beating the Chiefs this year, I I wouldn't. I'm sorry because I I don't know it. I don't know if we've done enough to close that gap. And um, what you're looking for at the moment, Colin, um, is for the Chiefs to have a really bad off day, and for the Broncos to be able to capitalize because, you know, that's where we're at. Um, but I do think that perhaps sometimes words like Frank Clark uttered, I think sometimes. That can maybe make you realize that there's been a lot of talk, but there's been nothing.
0: Oh, we 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 lost Stuart, Stuart there for a second, just at the the end uh, of that. But I think Stuart, we ca- we captured, you know, what what you were uh, your your thoughts. And Kieran, I'm interested. I suppose you know, in, in terms of the division, right? And you look at it, and as George has said, you got Patrick Owens, you got Andy Reid, you now have Justin Herbert, who has signed his contract with the the Chargers. And unlike you know previous years, the Chargers have flown under the radar a little bit. They were they were the, the kind of media darlings, as such, uh, for the, the past few years, and they won the the off season. Uh, you know I, that wasn't the case this year. They we didn't see a whole lot, and then all of a sudden. Uh, you know, they got the Herbert deal done, but the Raiders are, well, the Raiders, and we seen the, the, the rumors around Hunter Renfro uh, possibly, you know, not making the, the roster, which wouldn't seem to make a, a great deal of sense. But when you look around the division, what are what are your thoughts on our divisional arrival?
3: Yeah, as I've touched on it before, coming I think, obviously, still, for me, as Stewart's touched on, the Chiefs are still that step ahead of the rest of the division. Yeah, the Chargers have been, again, like you say, relatively quiet off-season. They didn't plug many gaps in free agency, anything like that. But, you know, I had a, had quite a decent draft, a strong draft. Um, and likewise, the Raiders, I think, even there, they had a lot of draft picks this year. And yet, they relied on sort of young players coming through to some degree. I can sort of say either those two teams are a million miles away from where we are, but I think we're we're coming through a slightly different route. I think the Chargers and the Raiders, from my opinion, that maybe some I'm not going to say rebuild of any of any means, but there's a little bit of redevelopment going on there and there's a bit of trust in the I think the the youth that's coming through, the rookies that they brought in the last year or two. Um obviously I like said the Raiders have lost the 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 quarterback who's been there for God knows how many years and they brought in Another arguably decent quarterback—is he top tier? Is he mid tier? But he's always seemed to do all right. So you know, maybe he's not going to miss t- too much—miss too much of a stride with that one. Um but yeah, I just—I kind of look beyond us, Colin, for that second spot at the moment. I think if everything goes right with the coach, and we should see the Broncos that we're hoped to see last year. The the roster hasn't changed massively, and um, we had all the pieces to the puzzle last year. So we thought. So I kind of hope that we, you know, like I said before, that second spot um, battle will be a lot more competitive. But I hope we'd come out on top and we'd maybe, you know, if you had to pick the sort of ratings from now, put them in the tier. I think, you know, you see the Chargers following third and, and Raiders are going to Raider and sit at the bottom. But like see, I don't think the gap between those three, us and the other two teams at the moment is that big personally.
0: And Mark, I suppose for for you, just interested in you know what is it that you're excited about, right? We all we have the concerns. Of, we we've kind of talked a, a little bit or, around some of those, but what is it that particularly excites you for Broncos football in 2023?
2: I mean, I'd love to be able to say I've got uh, through the first week of training camp. He's he's not shown much yet, uh, but he's shown improvement. He looks fitter he looks healthier so you know still the pads have only been on for a couple of days and uh, hopefully he'll, he'll get the hang of things again under Sean Payton and to me that defence it's still elite you've got that secondary looks very very impressive it's young it's hungry for uh, to go and get the ball uh, we've got a few rookies out there or uh, you know second year players we've got uh, it's Jaquan McMillan uh, he looks like he's going to be a real prospect out there it PS uh, two obviously PS2, got buried in the top 50 uh, players last year. Uh, he thinks he's the number one quarterback in the league. I would tend to agree with him. And so that, that defense, we've, we've got bigger up front. Uh, the addition of the, the linemen from Colts is it all the bills? I can't remember his name, Fred, uh, He was very, 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 uh, much needed up there for a bit of pass rush we've got Frank Clark coming in from the Chiefs he'll give us a bit of inside knowledge and I think the main story for me uh, from the off season is Givante Williams coming back to provide that spark and in the backfield I think we'll, we will be one of the most run heavy teams in the league this year uh, running behind that big offensive line, of we, we've gone massive in why now we, we look very very big there uh, they're all tall they can all what. Huge gaps, they all look like they could move as well. You know, uh, Quinn Miners is one of the most athletic linemen I've seen out there when he gets his belly upfield and you know, he'll mow down. So people trying to get to him, Um we've got a couple of other running backs coming through. Um, Sam McLaughlin, he looks like he's going to be a a speedster going through, through the gaps. Will he make that third running back spot? Hopefully, for me, and. You got the addition of Samarji RGP ride. Again, he looks like he's going to be good in the passing downs. He's a good blocker as well. He's come towards from the Bengals wanting a bit more of a role. And I think he thought that Javonte would be out for a bit longer. Um, but the two of them, it's a quite a, a decent running back group. And of course, the main thing, main main thing is we're not going to have fans counting down the play clock for Russell to get the ball off. We're not going to question any of his decisions really we're not going to say oh you've got a new quarterback and you need your fourth and eight from a 52 yard line and you go for a kick instead of putting it in your new quarterback's hands we're going to have none of that hopefully this year we're going to trust in sean payton and you know me Colin. i am mr optimistic with the broncos i i wear my orange tinted glasses most weeks i firmly expect to be a our division rivals uh, the two of them raiders and chargers the chiefs i, I go in knowing that we're going to lose but this year i'm going to do my best full of impression uh in mile high i'm going to lose my voice cheering them on my first game over there and so expect to see videos from me losing my voice so i'm very very excited for the season Obviously, pre-season get started next week and then uh, i'm looking forward to what, what we're going to see hopefully. Yeah, and as I said, you are headed over for the uh,
0: Chiefs game. So keep an eye out for Mark in the tailgates uh, around the, the stadium and look forward to the videos fra- from that. I- I'm interested, I suppose, from both of you, and-, and Kira might start with you on that. We've been asking people this what uh, your your prediction for the Broncos record, uh, you know, when-, when the dance is over in January after you
3: have the team ultimately finishing so I've come I haven't haven't looked into it in that much depth yet I haven't looked at the you know the, the strength of the schedule I haven't looked at the fixtures I've not worked it out but we've got to be a playoff team so you know whatever it takes there is that I don't know past records from last year is that 10-11-12 win but we've got to be in that we've got to be above you know 50% this year we've got to we've got to be up there so um, yeah, there's there's be some difficult fixtures in that as there always always is for us. But see four divisional games there where we should, for me, as Mark said, we should be winning. And then, as Stuart touched on earlier, hopefully you know we can catch the Chiefs on a on an off day and and sneak enough one there. But they're always going to be tough. Um, we've made it harder for ourselves week five now because that's a bit of a grudge match as well. So some of these easier wins or easier fixtures on the on the schedule. Um, it might be a little more, bit more difficult, but yeah, let's let's I'll be optimistic. Let's say 11 and six, or I'll, I'll, I'll settle for that now, but I'll do a bit more digging on that and report back.
0: Are you higher or lower than 11 and six?
2: Oh, I'd I'll, worry I'll, 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 that's a shot for myself. Um, pretty hefty, pretty high. Uh, I'll good ten and, ten and seven, yeah. Uh, well, I'd just love to be playing for something from the end of December. I'd love to be in a meaningful game when it comes down to it, or even, you know, being able to rest plays in the final game. That would be the absolute dream scenario. I mean, but the the schedule is it's quite favourable to the box, because I think the first five, you could quite easily go you know, four and one, three and two. You could even decide five and We we need to get off to a good start, but as that middle section is quite a tough little uh, schedule in the middle. You've got uh, Chiefs, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, and then the Vikings. Like so if you're not in a good situation, I mean, if you're not on the schedule on the wins, uh, it could get pretty bad pretty quickly. So 10 of ten... them. So uh, two
0: optimistic outlooks there. Stuart, just before um, we get the guys to, to tell us a little bit more about the Broncos Europe, podcast for, for this season. Was there anything else that, that jumped out uh, to you, uh, from, uh,
1: training camp, uh, this week? Um, I think Mark kind of touched on it there. It looks like McLaughlin is, is the, the, the running back that, um, seems to be, uh, moving himself towards the status of camp darling. Um, we have been here before with running backs early in training camp. Um, That we never hear from again. But we have been here when a running back that seems to be unheralded makes a name for himself. Philip Lindsay would be the prime most recent example. Um, And there is, as we spoke about frequently con, there is a spot there on that Broncos running back room that is a very important spot to fill. um, Because it's great that Gervonta looks as good as he does. But unfortunately, we really won't get an idea um, just how well Gervonta is doing until he plays actual football. Um and P Ryan is is as again as Marks have alluded to, he's he's a he's a third down back, he's a goal line back, he's a blocking back, he'll catch the ball out of the backfield. Um he may want a bigger role, but he's done very little in his NFL career up to this point to to suggest that he should get one. Um so I think there's an opportunity there for a for a third running back to stick his hand up and go, you know, I am the guy that that you need to compliment. And it seems like he's got incredible speed. Um you know, he was an undrafted free agent. I can't even remember the, the college he came out of I think it was a pretty unheralded one if memory serves me. Um, you know, so didn't really know much about him. So it's great. Um the other thing that jumped out apart from the desperately unfortunate injury call, which I think we need to talk about, um, it seems like Zach Allen is having a very good training camp so far. Uh which is which is really important because uh pass rush has been an issue. Obviously Frank Clark arriving will help and um, an awful lot of the pass rush I think as on whether or not Randy Gregory can somehow manage to stay fit for the first time in his NFL career uh, it's asking a lot but if we can get 12 games out of Randy Gregory I think that'd be amazing and um, so for Zach Allen to flash as well as he has done up to this point I think is significant hopefully it can continue I think um another player to look out for is JL Skinner um because I think also um and I know Mark, me and you may have had a couple of uh, uh, friendly uh, disagreements about um, Kareem Jackson uh, on Broncos Europe. Um, I've got Colin here to back me up. I'm going to hide behind Colin. I, I genuinely do not understand why Kareem Jackson keeps coming back to the Denver Broncos. I think he's been a busted flush for quite some time. He makes a massive hit. And then the next two or three plays, he's absolutely nowhere to be seen. So I think something like Dale Skinner or one of the other young safeties, if they can make some kind of impression, uh, during training camp in the preseason games, I think that could be huge because for me, um, Kareem Jackson is by far and away the weakest link in an otherwise outstanding secondary. So I'd, I'd like to see one of those younger sages put a hand up we know now it's time to to cut Kareem and actually let him, you know, stay course this time." Um, so that would be my my. But I think for me, looking at it, Zach uh, Zach Allen is the big story up to this point because we we desperately need. I don't know which is more optimistic,
0: Kieran's eleven wins or Randy Gregory playing twelve games. <laughs> oh no,
1: definitely 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 Randy Gregory playing <laughs> twelve games. <laughs> I look forward, so I'm coming back. It, it, back a, yeah, Kieran's eleven wins is, is positively uh is positively damn in comparison to me saying Randy Gregory <laughs> twelve games. I don't even know if Randy Gregory's played twelve games in his NFL career up to this point, so I don't know
2: why well, I'm I'm drinking the orange too late, big.
0: Mark, do you have Kareem Jackson making the fifty
2: three? Uh and yeah, he'll make the fifty-three. I don't think he should be the starter though. I think Caden Stearns has done more than enough to earn his starting spot there. He he flashes massively when he plays. and it's his time. Let's let him just develop next to Justin Simmons and use Kareem as as when we need him. He's a he's a big bumper of a hero, isn't he? And he just looks like he's lost a little bit of that step and a little bit of that pace and he constantly gets beat. You know, when uh, they go deep over you, you know that it's a job said that he's missed the coverage or just hasn't managed together. So, you no know, it all made a 53, but Stern should should be the starter position.
0: I I like there's so, some terminology that we all use, like fixtures and pace, because uh, Americans will always use speed. Uh, but you can tell that we all grew up on, um, like, Premier League and playing Championship Manager. Um, Lucky <laughs> to see. Pace and acceleration for for your your forward getting uh, at the back. Um, uh, CM ninety three ninety four. Good, great memories. Um, Gent, before we uh, round up today, and for our listeners out there, tell us more about the Broncos Europe podcast and you know the the new season and the epic undertaking that it's going to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll start. Uh, I think. We we're back for season two. Me and Karen have taken over the show in the last year. Uh, obviously we've had yourself, Colin, and Michael, uh, who, who hosted for many years and made it a massive success for fans over in Europe and um, UK and worldwide. Really, it, it it's been a place where Broncos fans can get news and updates really without having to scour Twitter or social media themselves. And it's uh, a nice place and it's a community that people can get involved with. In. Uh, we're back for Season 2. I uh, hope we're going to be discussing uh, all the goings-on weekly uh, around training camp. Each game, we'll discuss each game in a little bit of detail. The upcoming games, we'll update you on uh, our fancy leagues, um, which we've got three going at the moment. Uh, and then we'll also do our yearly season predictions, uh, which Kieran uh, absolutely still on last year. He answered me. I mean, I did keep picking the Broncos. Like I said, my orange tinted glasses uh, didn't help me at all, but uh, yeah, we're excited to be back. We'll be doing it weekly, No,
3: Kieran it is looking forward to it as well. Yeah, just to just to build on that column, just listen to the way he said, I stormed the predictions last year, so get your bets on 11.6 11, 11, now, because, you know, <laughs> holding a million miles off last year, but yeah, Mark's going to come back with a, with a vengeance. Um, but yeah, we're building, you know, we're building on the community like, Mark said, like you, and Mike, Michael build column, um, you know, we've got the Discord chats going, we've got the social media, bring the fantasy leagues in to try and get people more involved and such as well. Um just keep building on the community. But if anything, we just enjoy having half an hour to an hour chat every week about what's going on. And you know, as we have with you used both tonight. So uh appreciate you having us on and like you say, hopefully you can, you know, maybe get us on again through the season and we'll see how the predictions have gone are going. Uh like see, I'll settle for even my lost stewards coming through. Um, but yeah, yes,
0: yeah, I think I think we'd all take yours, Kieran, to, to be honest. Um, I, for for people, definitely would encourage anyone listening to to check out Broncos Europe and you can find it across social media. um you know, for uh, maybe Karen and, and Mark for both of you, if people are listening to this and they want to check you out on social
2: media what are your handles
0: where should where should
2: they go to find you i mean you can find broncos europe on our at, at twitter at broncos eur uh we're currently revamping our instagram uh so you can find us on that as well and um, we have a facebook group and a discord which you can join um we, we accept everyone from europe and america we have lively chats in the discord with um more rapidly and um, uh, and more personally, you can find me uh, with my little NFL ramblings on Twitter as well
3: at MW yeah, Mine columns hard at spell, so it's FK Remorally. It's easier to look on the Broncos Europe and try and find me from there because I'll be spelled, spelled for dead and people would still take the wrong thing in. So, but yeah, feel free to look at up.
0: We'll put it into the, the show notes so that people can find. And, you know, there is a, a Facebook community as well. So whatever social media channel you are on, you will be able to to find uh, Broncos Europe. Uh, Stuart, you and I will be back next week when uh, there'll actually have been some football uh, will have taken place. That will be the Hall of Fame game. Uh, will we see Aaron Rodgers uh, take to, to the field to take any snaps at all? We've certainly seen uh, Paddy O'Hackett with a clipboard in his hand Uh, be interesting to to see how how that goes in uh, in preseason but all that remains is to say thank you to mark and to kieran you can find uh stuart on twitter at purple heart tc you can find me on there at column from Cork, and that's across social media and anyone listening, if you enjoy it, please do rate, review, and spout. it makes a huge difference on whichever platform you are listening on. Or if you can't do that, just tell a friend. It is the easiest way to let somebody know about the Dublin to Denver podcast. Until the next time, go Broncos.
1: Go Broncos.